0: Welcome to another episode of Strange Assembly. I'm Chris Stevenson and with me as always are my trusty sidekicks, Trevor Valentine and Jay Earl. Today we'll talk even more about what's been going on in Cote season. We'll talk about what's coming up for Emperor Edition, including the before the dawn previews that have now started. Hint, Scorpion and Mantis players are a wineM. Then we'll move on to have the completely un-L5R-related review of the Adventurer's board game. But first, let's just talk about Cotes some more. We promise, no Ted Turner this time. Well, as we record this, the eighth week of coach season is going on, so we've got seven weeks' worth of results to talk about. We'll start with the ever-insightful Trevor, who I'm sure remember very, very much about his trip down to central Florida with Kevin.
1: Uh, I got stuck in traffic for four hours. That was a great, great trip. Well,
0: that's already in, like, an eight-hour trip, right? Even you're denying his
1: past Tampa.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That was He's no good. So but you did top eight. You and Kevin both top eight, right? Sure. Yes. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> we, we have records of these things. All right, then it has. i have. And you played Lion again.
1: Out of the best box ever.
0: Uh, did you ba- you basically just play the same deck, or did you? Oh no,
1: I didn't. I took part of the deck. I reconstructed some of it from memory, and I just did whatever, whatever unique I found.
0: Well that is a deck building strategy at a certain point in an arc.
1: But I'm playing Kenji and all of the good uniques. <laughs> I mean, it's I posted deck and i couple places you can find it. You turn your card sideways and take problems. It's very complicated.
0: Yes. Did you see anything noteworthy in the environment down here? Any any new decks that hadn't no popped out to no, you before? Just a lot of cranes. There are a lot of Crane everywhere. Now, we'll get to what I think some of the relevance of the Crane is later, but you felt that your deck, at least, has a good matchup against I them, mean,
1: it? it's, it's not nearly as bad as people take it out, as long as you have enough meta for it. I run more events than most line players, and I have some fixed side meta. You can take care of it when you don't flip five holdings in a turn. Sometimes you just can't win.
0: Uh, I believe you're referring to flipping five holdings in a turn and losing in top. Did you lose in top four or top eight? Top
1: eight. I had a turn where I had four holdings, one being famous bizarre, so I say, you know, whatever. I have more people keepers already gone, so I have a bad start, and then I, course, right, famous into in holding, and I was a very happy man to buy five holdings, so I'm like, turn four, instead of three. Keep two people, one. I mean, tell me about it.
2: Horse line, you don't need personalities to learn
1: with that, right? Contrary to popular belief, you do actually need P- I don't care what people, it's some bodies to throw.
0: Now, was Kevin playing
1: City of Tears military again? Yes. And, I mean, Calvary's good.
0: <laughs> P.K. is good, is good.
1: The two together are, in fact, good.
0: Yeah. Now, the overall Cote season... So far, the top-performing decks it's with. Lion continues to lead the pack. Crab is in there, but has fallen off. Then there are Mantis, Spider, Crane, Dragon, Scorpion, and Phoenix and Unicorn bringing up the rear. But, by a long shot, the two clans that have won the most Kote are Crane and Spider. And out of the 22 Kote so far, each of those clans has picked up six. I don't think anybody else has one two.
1: No. Or, is one clan of three maybe?
0: I think one is three. Maybe Krav has three. Yeah, but two is the high number for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Zero, Phoenix, and Unicorn have one. Lion still only has one. Which, especially for Lion, then produces the question of. So, if Lion is so good at putting people into the cut, why is it not winning Kote? To me, my guess is, I mean, we don't have actual match results for a lot of these, but my guess is that Embassy plays a part of that because I-, I know you can say, okay, it's not that, a ba- not that bad a matchup if you have the right meta, but it's still a big deal to go second. It- and there's a lot of Embassy out there.
1: Yeah, uh, and a lot of Lions are just playing to the cast of a very diff- different deck from what i playing. And I don't see a lot of 100 in decks anyway. If Shameful and Cowardly maybe in Event,
0: that's not going to get you very far. Now, uh, the other... So I, th- I think all the Crane wins so far, I think they've all been Embassy. Yes. Certainly that's the what's been heavily played. Well, when you start halfway to your victory condition, that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bonus. And I think that I think all, but if not all, then almost all Starry, of the Spider-Win's a good Breeder. Breeder. Yeah. Is Breeder doing anything different than what you'd expect Breeder to do?
1: No, but when you have a deck that doesn't really need the same resources that everyone else takes to win or to get free, it's pretty handy. When you, you wipe your army, you don't lose any real people.
0: Yeah. Now I know Kevin really hates the, the crippling weather Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, now I know you felt that for your Lion deck that wasn't as Big a deal, but do you think that that has been an addition to Breeder that has kept them afloat, or has it just been people dropping out boxable meta? Or?
1: Uh, well, it depends if Breeder has their meta for your meta, because your meta are the two events. And if you're playing Lion, how early do you get to say to keep them in check? Die, Udo, die! Yeah. Udo's no good. Really.
0: Yeah. So. If you go through the clans, I think Crab has seen a good spread. There have been Berserker decks that have done well, Hero decks that have done well, de- Decks with lots of items. I think the top Crab at Cincinnati was a dueling deck. Sure. So some of that's <laughs> around. Crane has been all Embassy, mostly Honor, a little bit of Dishonor. They're both from mm-hmm. Florida. Dragon has been all over the place. I think I have to eat some crow on Kensei, because Kensei has put three decks into the cut. It hasn't gone anywhere once it's gotten into the cut, but that's certainly a lot more than I gave Dragon Kensei credit for, or any of us gave
1: Dragon Kensei credit for. Out of the Fortress with T K M?
0: Mostly out of Fortress. I try to remember if the one in Ottawa might have been out of T K M, yeah. but I think you're not really changing the the, the deck yeah, much. Yeah,
1: just have, like,
0: a little bit. Dragon has also had Monk decks end up in the top eight, and, but I think LSC has been mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. successful out of Dragon so far. Is top a lot? I haven't seen it top a lot. I've seen them, but... Oh, I've seen it in cuts. People seem to post those deck lists less, possibly, because yeah. we've, yeah. we've all seen everything that's going on with the LSC decks before. I think they're, there's Magistrates, there's Dueling. I
1: mean, L- LSC is good. I just... You can have trouble with Embassy.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the problems with Last Up Castle is that Embassy just does everything that it does to them. Because you, even if you do at
1: a uh, LSC, you can't deal with Embassy because it's static.
0: Nope. Pray you, you have a low stance in your hand if, if you're playing with low
1: stance. She
0: walked in LSC. But it's so... Uh, mm-hmm. lion is Whatever, The Lion. Like, it's something all... Central Castle, tacticians, except for you? Thank you.
1: Uh, no, I think A-weapon deck is made
0: because. cut. Okay.
1: So, yes, all Central Castle,
0: much. Yeah, so, then we have Mantis. I'm sure we used to have a guy on the show who played Mantis, didn't we,
2: Dave? No, we don't
0: My deck is cooking in the lab. When it's ready, <laughs> it, it, it will be known. Mantis has still one, too. I think Dragon's Guard City has been the main successful yes. deck for Mantis. Actually, Commanders now. still. And before this, it was mostly other things. And I still think there's a decent number of non-commander guys in that deck, but no, that... Really no, no, guys. just from uh, pure commanders.
1: Okay. I'm not a
0: fan
1: of it personally, but it works apparently.
0: Yeah, well, th- th- you've got a couple more actually solid commander actions. With fire on my command, PK is actually good, and Dragon's Guard City doesn't have to worry that much about not having a follower attached to be able to use those sorts of thoughts. It, it helps a lot. Like, no, you no, know you ha, no, you have to have a follower attached, but our oh, right, yeah, yeah, City it, has it, a... Keep it, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I just remember those wonderful games when we see all followers and no followers, and you have a very, very fun time doing anything in battle that's not spreading your followers. Well, uh, yeah. The
0: C- Commanders and Kensei both have the built-in ability in, yeah. to just face-plant if they don't draw yeah. the appropriate
2: cards.
0: All of, yep. yeah. <laughs> all, all of them is, be- is not good, but it's better than none of them. Yeah. Uh, grip full of blank stuff. Either way, right? Yeah. Phoenix, any insights into your fiery buddies, Jay?
2: I, I don't know. Three I... decks. Yeah, we've got all these
0: different decks,
1: and somehow none of them are good, so... Three deck, three
0: wing editions. Yeah, well, I... I have not seen the last one at all, or TST Dueling doing well since the Vancouver Cote, where that was the... Right, Vancouver was one of the other two teams? Yeah. yeah. And I guess City of Tears military has been the most... I haven't been catching a lot of deck lists, I guess... Phoenix haven't been putting a lot of people yeah, into the have. cut, so that probably is part of the reason.
2: We, we've got a bunch of decks, but I don't, I don't think we've focused on any one of them. I think I've seen lots of different decks. So, so like Lion, where, yes, they've got several decks, but one of them became yeah. the winner, so everyone started focusing around that. We still haven't focused on any one of them. Scorpion has... Well, Scorp-
0: Scorpion might actually... Scorpion has won three.
1: That's
0: it. Now. I do so Scorpion has won a Cote. Flores just won with Dishonor. The Ninja. Argentina Cote was won by Ninja out of Fortress of Black and apparently. Sure.
1: And, and we're forgetting one.
0: Probably another Dishonor. Uh, <laughs> but I can't
1: can't keep track of
0: exactly which clan won every time. It's yeah, a happen. week. And, yeah, seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think Dishonor has been picking up at the start of the season when it kicked off. Wait, to it's our it's surprise, it. Ninja was yeah. everywhere. But well, I think both of those decks are certainly capable of consistently putting people into the cut. Turns out Dishonor is really good. Yes, go copy. I think the forest is. did not put his deck with no. Okay, so don't go <laughs> copy his deck. Too bad. Uh, we're going to talk about Spider. Play Breeder. Not only has Monksai not accomplished anything, I haven't even really seen it much. It's yeah. all seems to just be. Maybe that'll change when
1: the new set comes legal. We'll see. Yeah, We yeah. Haven't seen enough. I've it's seen so a so smidge okay. of that. Uh, the new, dark virtue, which I like a lot. A lot of people are trashing. But I hear if you kill my guy, my next action is to kill you guy's attachment, which is pretty cool with me.
0: Yeah, well, there's been some some amount of the trashing of that has been because. People thought it was going to be Blood Sword Revenge. Oh yeah, and they're like, "No, I'm all disappointed." Which, you know, fair enough. I think that moved out a little bit when it because there's there's Revenge and Hunger on the countdown. And you're like, "Ooh, is Yaja been making more Blood Swords?" And then I, I felt a little cheapish when somebody had to point out that no, Hunger is the name of one of the swords that Togashi Miyoko forged centuries ago, who was a <laughs> dragon swordsmith. I'm like, oh yeah. She was the Nyoko Daisho. Yeah. One of the temptation items. Same same character and I just forgotten that that was one of her swords. Oops. you can't memorize 16 years of love. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> then there's Unicorn. They want a Kote now. They've definitely brought up their ability to get into the cup with more recent performances. They haven't stayed as abysmal. As they started out the arc, but they also don't seem to have a clear-cut best deck.
1: Outsider Keep has a lot of potential, I think.
0: Yes. I mean, they've also done stuff with commanders, right? Uh, have yeah, they? I, I thought they had. It's probably Outsider Keeper one.
1: Yeah. Running card. Most do for everybody.
0: Yes, and as I kind of pointed, like it—it it does. It may not kick in until you're opposed, but what do you care until you're the and
1: and you the you other a phone? You can choose when you want to, too. You are playing Calgary At least
0: someone. Yeah. Now, story-wise, we had a week there, I think, where there were a, a bunch of defenses, and then we went back to
1: Let them just burn,
0: burn everything. Yeah. The most recent fiction, I guess, has been delayed because Sean said that one or, was yeah, one or more of the TOs have not actually filed their report yet. I personally am happy, at least that Dragon finally, it was, it was an honor event, not a Kote win, but Dragon finally picked up something. Because you know, for a long time now, one of the, the notions has been that you don't get more or less story time because you win or don't win events. Kote right. season. But yeah. for this Kote season, you don't win anything. You get—you don't show up in fiction. Yeah. Scorpion maybe show up in fiction. Nobody else does. There's going to be a lot of stories about Crane and Spider by the time this season is over. They're solid dicks. But, and uh, Robert Ongren, the the dragon who traveled from Norway to Poland for that event. With a karaoke was their honor event, by the way.
1: That is the worst honor
0: <laughs> event I've Or the no, no, best. It's the best. The
1: best. <laughs> they would have to also poop afterwards. Uh, I mean, come on.
0: Do you want yet another costume contest or theme deck competition? Come on, karaoke. Do you want That's different.
1: guy who may or may not be intoxicated? singing at the top of his lungs terrible... What was the song? What's...
0: Let's go further. I don't remember what his song was. The I think it was, was mentioned. Oh. <laughs> there were <was> no words. <laughs> he sang the Star Wars. He did pick Miramoto Moreshi, which people who pay way too much attention to what I like and dislike may remember that he's my favorite active character in the storyline. Snake Man. The nah, half? Yes. Snake-ish man, whatever. Help, oh, Snake Man. Okay. Got Naga on him. It would be nice to be at a card that was yeah, Naga. lousy, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think what? that's going to happen.
1: No, he, he played the Samurai. Barely. I saw him.
0: Yes, because he was barely played. <laughs> He's a 4-4 four, four cavalry for eight. who you could bow or discard a ring to move. Cavalry with weapons is good. Yeah, no, I did. He got played because he's exactly the sort of thing that long wants to card, <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of us can't figure out. To... You know, I don't. I don't need to bow or discard my ring of water to move someone. I could just yeah, use we'll the ring it. of water, yeah, or or void I guess we got or whatever. Yes, yeah, it's very exciting. But you know what can I say? I uh. I have unreasonable expectations. I'm willing to admit this. I'd like him to be good. We'll talk about later about some people who apparently aren't willing to admit that their expectations are unreasonable. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what I had in mind, although that's fair. We should just play this on him one day. Just despite spite him.
1: We got what, three flavors now? Phoenix, crane, scorpion.
0: And yeah. Oh,
1: Kevin. We, can...
0: we wait a little bit. We may have more. You're to go crab dishonor. That's a while off. Yeah. It's the worst term ever. Seven rounds of dishonor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else happening interesting in coach season so far? Halfway through. Halfway uh, ish. Ish? No. Well, we're seven weeks out of. But it's four months long? Yeah, almost half. Four and a half. So, and it's 22, but 22 Kote out of 50 something. Yeah. So far. Okay. That's it for our Kote chatter. On to random temporary Since our last episode, we've seen three new Emperor Edition theme previews, and we've started to see cards from Before the Dawn, the first dual bug expansion. We know there's going to be at least one more dual bug product of some sort before Mm -hmm. it comes out, not counting War of Honor, which I think Brian has said will have some stuff that's Emperor bugged in it, and apparently there's stuff that's not bugged at all in War of Honor. Sure. So, whatever. I want War of Honor to come out. We got to play it at Gen Con. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't come out yet. Well, it has before next Gen Con, so. Yes. In theory.
1: Thanks. Thanks a lot, Jay.
0: Yeah, I think they will, because they are... I think they are planning on trying to run War of Honor events at Gen Con. One hey, of the first, I'm sure. Interesting. Yeah, but. See, the previews first. The. Dragon. Well, I guess we sort of saw four previews because the April Fools' joke was the
1: Zokujin
0: yeah. the, the preview for the dragon. Come on, dragon! Wait,
1: that was real. I would no, and they're not furries; they have scales.
0: Yes, I've actually thought of been something I said they, they should have a non-tainted, non human dragon theme, so that you could have Zokogen and the Ryu and Naga. Dragon. And, and what
1: dragon people? No, the terrible art that was actually amazing art, but terrible looking. Zogujin man. Oh,
0: the, 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 the art, the art, the art yes. is good. The personality yeah. is a coaster. <laughs>
1: He's a Warning.
0: winner. No. And still, and still, I, I, I kid you not, I believe by a, a wide margin the best Zogujin card Never. ever printed, because the priors, there's only half a dozen. It not compromised the best Zogujin card, but because there have been some terrible Zogujin cards, and what was the last? Oh. I guess Saisu was okay, but the, he ran the Rashana. He was much, much better than Rashana, but that guy was awful. I mean, I understand not every card has to be turning playable, but Rashana—that you, you knew that one was just total garbage. Oh. Uh, oh well, but that that was... I don't even know how many arcs ago. That was in Samurai sometimes. So I guess that was only one arc ago. It feels like good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first the first one was the, the Zokugen taking over the dragon, and then the actual theme preview was Tomori Honor, which, unfortunately, I think has to fall into the second botch of the theme write-ups, because it's a big, long write-up about how the Tomori are unorthodox and angry, and how they're and warlike, explosive. and then it's an honor theme. And then the last slide is, this is an honor theme. Come
2: on, who's more honorable than the snipers?
0: The problem is that when you say Tamori, and, and clearly when you know when Dragon Players are again, like, oh, it's gonna be a Tamori theme, people think military, not honor. So they're the right I mean to spin how that was gonna be honor and instead it was just all about military stuff and plus had the the guy in the picture the rock oh. honor. Yeah Come on, Chris. There's more armor than the
2: crane, who before now has used explosives, the crane, there you go.
0: <laughs> You're right. So it's gonna be that's a nine Starting Family Honor nine for the Tamori, yes. There was another bizarreness in the writer for that. It's it's sort of like talking about the Tamori are long distance specialists who use potions to do such and such, and then the next sentence is the Tamori are Yamabushi who get up close on the front line. And they're like, yes, they can. You can have different aspects, but that that was not much of a transition. The second theme after that was dragon, which was the Kensei, which got I think out of all the themes so far has been the one theme that got an overwhelmingly negative. Reaction from the player base. Which probably
1: goes in hand with the next thing reveal, which is also Kensei.
0: Yes, yes. Kensei has not been good. Scorpion Kensei have been just beyond awful. Dragon Kensei... I know you guys aren't convinced yet, but at least it seems to be getting more decent, but there's, as we've talked about, there's a lot of inertia yeah. in things, and yeah, so... You hit a certain threshold in playing your cards. Yeah, when everybody's everybody kind of went into this Kote season, including us, thinking that Kensei was terrible, and certainly it had been bad. I mean, before you know, a couple sets ago, it was just completely unplayable, and then it still hadn't had any tournament success, and so people start once people start to develop an emotional reaction to that. It yeah, is gonna respond before Yeah, it's you got to turn around and give them some big exciting thing. And they just saw Kensei and went, oh my... I mean, the dragon the dragon thread about that is just mostly people saying, oh my god, I, I can't believe they're sticking up with Kensei Guys Nice volume. Nice volume. Uh, they haven't caught on in the the fiction, and I don't... Yeah, they, and they haven't caught, I they i to say, they haven't caught on the CCG, and they, they haven't caught on the fiction either. I don't think. There have been a couple of guys who have had Kensei slapped on them I and mean, McKenzo yeah, became maybe. Kensei because they got it an N- and K. But K did. K did? No. Never. Oh. Okay. That's right, because even though she used to have the you may attach two yes. weapons trait, people thought she should get Kensei, but she didn't get Kense. Never I'll, mind I'll right with the Calvary that can people to death. <laughs> <I> mean, life's
1: <that's laughs> tough, but Right. Then... Just
2: because she starts with a weapon, doesn't mean yeah. gets another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah, the other one was, was the spider monk. Kensei cousins? Yeah, who are... It doesn't specifically say they're monk Kensei again, but I, I'm presuming they are, because it's talking about them using weapons. Well, well they can just reinvent them completely, right?
2: No, they should I mean, since the, apparently rear swords, who knows if they're actually... That art was anymore. awesome.
1: I don't care if those rings.
0: Uh, yes, the, the the artwork, again, has gotten commentary on that, because there's bizarre anti-functional bits on the weapon. These guys glowing later the on. They're functional. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. We've also seen before the non-previews start uh, I know right now on the forums the most chatter is about no time for games, which is finally another reinforced gates variant. Boo. <laughs> uh, I agree, this, boo. It's be better than that. Yeah, this one with a, a 4 focus value and Dishonor meta on it instead of the now two focus value CAV meta because that defensive
1: needed more reason to play reinforce the gates.
0: They need to be able to play reinforce <laughs> the gates, which they at our time do. Reinforce does not get a lot of play. I certainly the appearance of this is not going to result in a reduction in the number of reinforced de- effects that see play in there, but there should be meta that is playable for stuff like sneak attack and naval and... and they should be pointed for stuff like reinforce the gates. <laughs> and yet reinforce, despite more sneak attack effects, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, maybe you remember, I think that right now there are more sneak attack effects around the environment than at any time ever. No. Yeah. Everybody's got sneak, and then anybody with samurai can run Dark Virtue sneak, and then there's a ninja sneak, and then Phoenix have a guy with sneak printed, Ninja now get a guy with sneak friends at a pod. Apparently that's terrible. he a lot of navel. Yeah, feet, yeah and, and more random navel spread around. Yeah, the other one that has generated a big, huge threat is <laughs> Shishiro Tosin, who's a card from their province of personality sneak attack. Oh, he was not supposed to action. And, yeah, And a sneak that he has to perform. But there were plenty of good
1: ninja, ninja actions, ninja actions
0: yeah. to perform. Part of the complaint seems to be that if you're playing your ninja out of the Kensei stronghold, then he doesn't synergize as you well. You can't help some people. Yeah, if, if you are doing it wrong, you won't get a good benefit. Well, and even if that's not doing it wrong, it's. Just doing it wrong? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's still. When you have a thematic box that does certain things, you are going to get personalities printed that, that synergize that. with that box. And if you play outside of that box, I don't think it's reasonable to expect the personality to fully synergize with that. Although it, it is, I, I think, perhaps worth noting that if you're playing out of the weapon box, and you put a weapon on him, that he performs any ability on the weapon, which means that now you don't have to play a card from your hand I'm to, to, to like play the weapon box. You don't even bother playing the weapon? I don't think so. Okay, so a ninja is apparently just really good that you can play them out of a box that doesn't do... Hardly anything except to have a problem that right,
1: something, which is the uh, tough card of the day. That was <laughs> your
0: <laughs> we do it. Yeah, but and I think part of it was I. This is what I was thinking about when I was talking about how, you know, I really like Moreshi to be this awesome thing. Is that he's one of those guys? Every once in a while, somebody comes out, and because it's a personality that they really like, yeah, they, expect- they have unreasonable expectations of of how good the card could be. And you, you don't get an over-the-top card just because there's a nifty name yes. on the top of it. Certainly, you know every card in some ideal universe would be something that people could get excited about, and yet at the same time never <laughs> never cause too much power creeper. I don't know how you actually work that out. But... I still think that sneak attack on a dude is really good and if you're playing it out of Hidden Moon Dojo, which I, I know no Scorpion players think that Hidden Moon Dojo is worth playing with. Out of that it's a, all you all you always get the sneak attack unless they, have, they have, have no personality. Uh, unless which you do you you, right anything. You anyway. won the jackpot. Yeah. But those I think have been the most Controversial ones. We don't want to spend too much time
1: rehashing ourselves. Go,
0: well, going yeah. yeah, going over all of the, the individual cards in the previous since you bastards are going to have to listen to us do that for two episodes in a row later on. Oh, but there is another noteworthy thing. For the first time in a while, the new expansion is going to be, well, I guess the first time in what, three years? Because they did it with the Ultimate Clan Packs, those were painful, but Before the Dawn is going to become legal in the middle of the Kote season. It comes out... Yeah. Well, they didn't do that last year. I thought they didn't... I mean, I think the Ultimate Clan Pack is off the top of my head the one that I think... Maybe. I'm doing that.
1: I'm details.
0: And that was because the partially I think that was because the Ultimate Clan Pack got so delayed
1: and then messed up. So, and yeah, it's going to be three weeks to Kote with the new set legal too.
0: Yeah, yeah, something... Uh, they may have announced the official date. It's sometime in early May is the official release date. Yeah, I think it's not. And then... Right, yeah, and then you've it's got... Two or three weeks of Cote. Yeah. In June, we'll have... Which... <laughs> I guess I wouldn't be thrilled if I was one of the Kote in the first weekend in June. I think I would be. That was not going to have anybody... Well, if I'm running it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know how much that... Maybe those people will be disinterested in going to those Cote, but uh, that's be going to be more than made up for those. If you're one of the Cote, uh, Cote organizers who's got one of those last few weeks of the season, yeah, you're probably everyone. ecstatic. Yeah. You're going to get a huge turnout. We're
1: well, someone exempt from that problem in the Southeast.
2: Yeah, I mean, if there were anywhere nearby, I would go to just to play my shiny new box.
0: But... Yeah, I think South Carolina is the last one. Yeah, Louisiana is the first weekend in June, I think, but Okay. But, yeah, that's... Nothing else is reasonable. Well, I... even that tradition. I mean, you're, you're talking about a, you know, a two-to-three-week stretch out of the whole coaching yeah, season. Yeah. There's lots no, and lots I, of places I, I that... Know. I don't expect
1: it. It's just that there is...
0: But, I don't know. I guess that... Maybe it'll give us a preview of Gen Con. Or start the environment. Something.
1: A few years ago, when everyone thought the, uh, Tron Champions was gonna take Gen Con everywhere, and then
2: it was meta. It's
0: like, super meta. Yeah. And, yeah. That made me sad. Yes, meta happens. Meta should be able to affect an environment. Gee, really? Yeah.
2: I just, just said that it was meta against
0: me. Yes. Well, it was just such an obviously handy deck. So far, we just have not seen enough of Before the Dawn to no. really have a clue. We've seen the, the new boxes, but that's yeah, we'll, not. We'll get there enough. in a week or two. Yeah. Okay, that's probably everything random we have to say about Emperor Edition. Oh, but Emperor Edition may have a lot of random things
1: to say in general.
0: Well, yes, but we'll try not to record them and make you listen to them too much. Again. This is the Strange Assembly News Desk for April twenty second, 2011. The release date for Before the Dawn will be May 9th, 2011. It will be legal 30 days after that, which means it will be legal for the last three weeks of Cote season. The next set after Before the Dawn will be Forgotten Legacy, a direct-to-player set which will be released in July. It will include several Eternity Bugged cards, ...that are legal for three arcs, Celestial Edition, Emperor Edition, and whatever comes after that. Two of those Eternity Bugged cards are experienced versions of Border Keep and Bamboo Harvesters... ...that can be used instead of the normal versions. The fourth edition version of Emerald Empire has now released... The 3rd edition version of Emerald Empire sold out relatively quickly and was soon to be found on eBay for one to 200 dollars so you may want to get it now. I have the book in my hot little hands as we speak, and hopefully for next time I will have a review of it for you. After my joking comment at the beginning of one of our episodes about each of our listeners giving us a quarter... We had a number of listeners indicate that they actually would be interested in giving us quarters. And so if you visit us on strangeassembly.com, go to the Contact Us page, you now do have the option to donate. The donations will be used to fund buying some better recording equipment so that your listening experience will be more enjoyable. There have been two stories since our last episode. The Destroyer Wars Parts Four and Five, one story by Sean Carmen and Nancy Sauer, was released on April first, twenty eleven, and The Destroyer War Part Six, written by Sean Carmen, was published on April twelfth, twenty eleven. In tournament news, the Bacalade City Cote was won by Lowell Barton playing Scorpion, who chose the Keeper of Jade. The Honor event there was won by Richard Solas of the lion who chose a to defend the province the ottawa cote was won by eric gardner of the crane who chose to defend with doji sayori the side event was run by francis patinod of the lion who chose a koto setsuro the tucson cote was won by brandon kern with crane who chose Kakita sedaka to defend the side event was won by Landis Kasner of the Ronin, who chose Chikara. The Tacoma Cote was won by John Seals of the Unicorn, who chose Keeper of the Void. The side event there was won by Amanda Lau of the Crane, who chose Doji Janai. The Sachin Cote, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Please, guys, let me know how to pronounce this. You have a Cote every year. I have no clue how to pronounce the name of the town. Was won by. Prezmek Kolchik of the Spider, who chose Imperial Scribe. The Honor event was won by Robert Olmgren of the Dragon, who chose Miramoda Mureshi. I'm sure I pronounced your name wrong again, Robert, but this time not like a hockey announcer. The Green Bay Cote was won by Brandon Flores, playing Scorpion, who chose the Empire's greatest falconry airy, thus devastating Trevor, who now has nothing to saddle the lion with he wins with them. The Honor event at Green Bay was won by Luke Gregory of the Dragon, also chosen Miramoto Moreshi, which pleases me to no end. The Sarasota Cote was won by Richard Walling of the Spider, who chose the Master of Thunder Ascendant style. The Honor event was won by Robert Purcell of Crane this time, who chose Doji Hakaseki. The Ghent Cote was won by Niklas Rin of the Spider, who chose the Imperial Matchmaker. The Honor Event was won by Wut Girings of the Crab, who chose Hida Manoru. The Brentwood Cote was won by Jeremy Kilburn of the Spider, who chose Daigatsu Shimakari to defend. The Honor Event there was won by David Sanfirenzo, who chose Hitomi Kagatora. The Athens Cote was won by Dimitri Giannakis of the Phoenix, who chose Agasha Che. The Honor Event was won by Zerus Siozos of the Unicorn, who chose Moto Jeng Yun. The Sheffield Cote was won by Brian Stewart, playing Spider, and choosing Chuda Inisi to defend. The honor event at Sheffield was won by Stuart Taylor of the Scorpion, who chose Hoijin. Finally, the Austin Cote was won by David Winner of the Crane, who chose the Keeper of the Earth. The honor event was won by Giovanni Aviles, also of the Crane, who chose Doji Asuyo. That's it for the Strange Assembly News Desk for this 24th episode. Stick around for our review of The Adventurers. This is a strange assembly review. I'm Chris Stevenson, and I'm joined today by Jay Earl. And playing the part of Trevor will be my wife, Katie. Hello. She's very excited, I assure you, about being on the podcast for the first time. Any random gurgly commentary is provided by Benjamin, but hopefully he won't start yelling in the middle of it. We are here today to talk about The Adventurers. It is a board game produced by Dust, originally distributed by AEG. I know that most of Dust's Distribution ended up going to Fantasy Flight. I honestly have no idea whether or not that included the Adventurers, but I doubt that anyone much cares. Like I said, Adventurers is a board game for, I believe, two to four or five players. It is $50. In the box, you will find a good old-fashioned board that you have to fold out, along with a variety of chits and pieces. I think it'd be fair to say that the theme of the Adventurers is what if we made a game out of the first five minutes of Indiana Jones and in the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. In the Adventurers, you take on the role of Oh, there's Benjamin. Can't keep a good baby down. In the Adventurers, you take on the role of one, of one or two explorers who have gone into a Mayan tomb and are now trying to get out there is a... Preferably
2: with some loot.
0: Preferably with some loot. The winner is the person who has the most points worth of treasures and who gets out a lot. Well, I guess who just gets out. You can't really get out dead.
2: sounds like a challenge.
0: In the course of the game, you of course deal with the rolling boulder. You deal with a trapped room where the walls are closing in. You have a variety of locked alcoves that have treasures on the other side. A pit of burning hot magma that your adventurer can try to skirt over, a river that you can jump in and get swept along, and a rickety bridge to try to get over, or, if you feel like it, to jump Jump up and down on.
2: jump up and down.
0: To make it harder for other people to get after it. The game takes maybe 20 minutes to play most of the time, and probably takes about 15 to set up for the first time? Yes. The Strange Assembly folks have played The Adventurers. I also played The Adventurers with my wife Katie and with my mother-in-law to try to get a different take on it. I don't know about our audience, but I not only play games with you know hardcore gamers, but also have games that I play with the family. So Legend of the Five Rings, that's mostly hardcore gamers, but, you know, Katie likes Dominion, so... And I can play that with siblings as well, so we can do that sort of game at family gatherings. I guess the short review of Adventures is that it's not really very good for either of those environments. What did you think, Jay?
2: Well, it basically was it was a fine enough game while we were playing it, but since it was... Relatively short and took so much to set up that it just wasn't worth the investment. For like a computer game, so I didn't have to do any setup, I would play it fairly regularly, but with all the setup
0: involved. I think if the gameplay was more engaging, then you might be willing to play it repeatedly <gasps> having set it up once. True. Sure. Benjamin agrees, but. It's I don't know that I ever sat down and wanted to play it over and over again. I don't think I ever played it more than twice in a row. What did you think about it, Katie?
2: Well, I think I played it twice in a row, <laughs> and that was it. It didn't seem very long when we played it, and even though you get two different characters pretty much, and they, you can both you
0: can use lives in both of them, but... It wasn't as You start out in the trap room with the closing walls and you basically are there, you have the chance to find treasure or to search for clues that you will then use to be able to walk over the lava and then once you get out of the room with the closing walls you're basically trying to get as much treasure as you can while keeping ahead of the boulder. Unfortunately it's hard to get too seriously into it, and if you did get too seriously into it, there's kind of a flaw in the design where you could actually just memorize what the tiles are, and then there'd be no need to stop in the wall-crushing room to look right. at any of the clues. You'd just be able to get out to the magma and know what the trap tiles were. But the setup is kind of an impediment, especially I found when playing with the more casual gamers, You've got a different kind of tile for each of the... Well, not a tile, but you've got a different little teeny There's tiny like card for each of the treasures. types
2: of cards that you have to put up with.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is that at just the price point, at a $50 price point, I think you're expecting to get more play value-wise out of a game. Certainly the components are fine. You've got all these little plastic pieces. You've got the big, huge plastic boulder. The cardstock is fine, the tiles are nice and thick. I guess that's what's creating the price point. But there just isn't enough for cheap gameplay to justify that investment, I don't think.
2: Right.
0: If one of your adventurers happens to die, which will happen, you do have the chance to come in as a second adventurer, although in I think the that's... The pro- of at
2: that point are still so low, unless everybody dies.
0: Yeah, I think it's primarily a way to keep you involved in the game, which is a nice thing to add in. You don't want somebody sitting there for 10 minutes. So, Pink and Sum, if you really, really like the idea of dealing with a boulder rushing down to crush you, uh, it's an interesting concept. I wouldn't turn down playing it if somebody brought it to game night. You know, you'd give it a whirl if you haven't played it yet, but I don't think it's something that I would see myself going out and buying. Yep. Well, that's it for this Strange Assembly review. You can find our podcast on iTunes or at our website, which is strangeassembly.com. That's it for the 24th episode of Strange Assembly. You can find earlier episodes of the podcast on iTunes or by visiting our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're there, you can hop on the forums and say hi, or you can... emphasize pharmaceuticals from other countries. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, like most forums, we do have to delete spam bots from time to time. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking about KOTE decklist. If you're on the main Strange Assembly page, one of the tags is decklist. That'll narrow it down to the posts that contain...
1: Decklist? Decklist. Wow.
0: Yes. Well, uh, somebody commented that you know there there's too many posts on the main page to sort through. So there's a tag to cloud over there on the right that can make it easier to get through. If you don't feel like visiting our main page to see what's gone up lately, you can like or follow us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is, and then that'll give you nice little updates so you know when to come on the page and there's a new episode. Till next time, for Trevor Valentine and J. Errol, I'm Chris Stevenson. It's a future-on-the-joke here.